Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And so for this segment, I have actually been struggling all day <laughs> about what to record about. I asked my partner, I asked one of my best friends what they thought I should record about or if they thought that my topic was going to be interesting. I even posted on Instagram like, what do you guys want to hear about? Because what I decided on what we are going to talk about today is something that I feel like I've touched on in a few other segments, but we haven't gone super in depth. And I even said that I would probably make one on this topic. So this is the reason why I am deciding to talk about the conjunction of Jupiter and Capricorn again, because Jupiter is going to be retrograding back into Capricorn. And this is very significant. Um, but again, I remember I had spoken about it on another podcast and... I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you guys might be like, God, Christine, you've already talked about this. I don't want to talk about it. But we're going to go a little bit more in depth. And I'm going to talk about some reflection tools, some really interesting reflection tools that I like to use in my own life when contemplating these types of transits. And this conjunction, you know, this conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, it doesn't happen very often. It's relatively rare and it creates a very, very powerful combination of energy. If you remember, Jupiter and Saturn came together in Capricorn in March of 2020 until June of 2020. And then Jupiter went back into Sagittarius and then between... November 20th, 2020, and April 6th, 2021, up until more recently, Jupiter had been in Capricorn. So there was a lot going on in these periods. There was a lot shifting and there was a lot changing. And I could imagine that for us on a personal level, there were really interesting things happening in our personal lives. And the way that I think about this conjunction is that it often breaks things down so that it can build something up. I mean, it really does have a lot to do with manifestation in a lot of ways. It's a very, again, powerful conjunction. And these two planets, these planets of Jupiter and Saturn, they have such opposing energies. And so this is part of why it's just so fascinating. So anyway, we're going to get more into that. I'm going to talk about it more in depth, but I got a few other suggestions. Uh, a few of you have asked me to do a podcast on Mahadashas. I just want to let you all know on my YouTube channel, you can find it by going to YouTube, typing in Christine Rodriguez Astrology, or a sure way to find it is my website, innerknowing.yoga, media, and then YouTube. I have a video on Mahadashas, which is pretty thorough, but I will do a podcast on it soon for you all. And some of you have asked me really sweet questions, like to talk about my journey with social work and astrology and different things that I experienced in social work. Y'all have asked me what certain planets actually mean to me and the significance to me. And I just always think that's really sweet and endearing. So I really appreciate those questions. And if that does sound interesting, hopefully that sounds interesting to all of you. I guess I can't really get feedback. But um, what I did decide to do is that for this podcast, I'm going to share what I've experienced this between last year and this year and how it's showing up for me to give an example of what we can look for in our own lives and see how things are showing up but I'll wait until the end to do that so let's go ahead and get ready and again this is kind of like a I'm going to be offering prompts so you may want to have a journal and a pen or uh, take it down in your phone just taking note of these prompts so that you can use them later
So again, so Jupiter and Saturn have very opposing energies because Jupiter is the great benefic. Jupiter is the guru and guru is the dispeller of darkness. It brings light to dark. It dispels our ignorance. How do we dispel our ignorance? It's with knowledge, information, philosophy, connecting to spirit, spirituality, religion. So Jupiter is associated to all of these things, to our teachers, to our higher teachings, to our philosophies, to spirituality. And it is the planet that bestows wealth. It bestows blessings. It wants to give us things just for the sheer joy of giving. It's a very generous planet and a very optimistic planet. And again, it has to do with our virtues in a lot of ways. Saturn, (laughs) Saturn is dark, right? Saturn is cold and has been considered cruel. Saturn is, quote unquote, the great malefic planet as opposed to Jupiter. And Saturn brings restrictions. It brings delays. It brings hard-earned lessons. It makes you work for your lessons. It doesn't just give you stuff like Jupiter does. But Saturn can give you learned wisdom because it represents time. And Saturn likes, again, to kind of make you learn the hard way but the lessons that we learn through Saturn never leave us they're like deeply ingrained and so that being said we can rid ourselves of a lot of karma because of Saturn and the methods of Saturn he kind of reveals the reality of this finite nature of existence so in many ways Saturn is incredibly spiritualizing because Saturn again Saturn can take things he can restrict things and when we are losing things when we're not grasping what it is that we want right away we're reminded oh this is a material experience why am I searching for happiness outside why am I placing all of my worth on this job or on this relationship or on this thing my worth resides within in the true essence of the self, which can never be taken. So sometimes Saturn can hit us upside the head until we can kind of connect with that. So when these two planets come together, (laughs) there can be quite the ideological shift. The way we perceive things can change. And what this conjunction can really do is change our perception of what it is we have been taught, what it is that we have been viewing our life as. You know, because Jupiter is our beliefs. It's our belief system. It's how we view things. And when these two planets come together, they can kind of deconstruct our previous paradigm in a personal way and in a global way. And I think that we saw that. I really think that we saw that with the virus with all these things happening around the world what we saw the world to be what we saw society to be it was deconstructed we view it from a new perception now and it's something that is you know kind of changing healing you know with that with that Jupiter and Aquarius things we're trying to rebuild you know we are trying to figure out a new way of going about things and on a personal level there may have been areas of our life 
that had been deconstructed, <laughs> kind of taken apart so that you could look inside and see why, why were things working that way? Why were things happening that way? And then giving you the opportunity to move forward with fresh lenses, with a fresh perspective to see things in a new way. And this combination, it is really powerful for material manifestation. It, it On a personal level, it is truly, truly powerful for material uh, manifestation. And on this podcast, I'll kind of briefly talk about which area of life it may impact each of the signs. But on my Patreon page, on patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, I'll definitely go into more detail on that. Um, and so it's important. It's important to ask yourself, what is it that you're wanting to manifest? What materially do you want to manifest? Because you're getting offered the commitment and the consistency of Saturn with the optimism and the grace of Jupiter. So it really does allow us to put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. And on a global, in the global sense, you know, I think that people are going to be trying to get their way, but I think that everyone is going to have a different idea of what that looks like. I, I don't want to go into too much detail on this podcast because I know that I talked about it in September, the September horoscope. But these next few months, I think are going to be pretty intense, pretty intense, pretty explosive. I've said that before with this combust Mars, it's going to be receiving the aspect of Jupiter, which can make things bigger, can make, make things more expansive. Um, and so I'll continue to talk about that on my monthly horoscopes and on the full moon forecast. But just know that for the world, um, I think that things are going to get really intense. And again, it's wanting to break things down to rebuild. So I think that we will see continued change and a, a continued shift of paradigm. It may be that even new information comes to the light to help us see the world and society from a new perspective. Moving back towards the personal part of this, what we can do on a personal level is ask ourselves when planets are retrograding, which Jupiter and Saturn are retrograding now, it's a time to review. It's a time to turn inwards and to see what was happening in the past, what was going on. And I think it's important to remember that who we are in this moment is a culmination of past experiences and past perceptions and past viewpoints. And so part of the spiritual practice is looking at ourselves every day and asking ourselves how we can live with renewal. How can we see the world through a fresh perspective? How can we see the world through the lens of someone who has never experienced trauma? How can we view the world through the lens of someone who's never been deeply, deeply hurt in relationship? How can we begin to live from that more open, receptive space? How can we begin to view the world from the lens of someone who's never been fired without any expectation? You know, whatever that does to our self-esteem, to our self-worth, how can we kind of polish the stains around that so that we can see the world again from a new, fresh, courageous, self-confident way? And... <laughs> retrograding planets give us that support they give us that opportunity to look back and say oh this is how that past experience shaped me this is how that past experience is making me feel or making me think 
And I don't want to live under the tyranny of those memories. I don't want to live under the tyranny of what that's done to my nervous system. I'm going to start doing the important work of seeing things from a new perspective. And so as Jupiter and Saturn are retrograding in Capricorn, this is going to be from September 14th to November 20th, ask yourself what was happening between March 29th, 2020 and June 29th, 2020, and then also November 20th, 2020 until April 6th, 2021. What was going on in your life? How are you viewing yourself? What life events happened? There may have been losses. There may have been achievements. There may have been a new relationship. There may have been a breakup. Maybe something shifted in you spiritually. And notice what comes up for you around that. So the first question for this journal prompt, for this retrograde introspection exercise is <laughs> just asking yourself what happened that was prominent there could be good things there could be more negative things but just noting down events that occurred that were of prominence because I'm pretty sure that for all of us listening there were prominent events taking place at this time a lot of our lives change in a significant way just taking a moment to acknowledge what was happening for you, jotting them down. And then for the second question, sharing how you felt. How did these events make you feel? Some of them could have made you feel angry or confused. Others could have made you feel elated and excited. But just really allowing yourself to reflect in real time. Because I think that sometimes we can get so caught up in our day-to-day -day that we, uh, we feel happy and uh, we feel depressed. And then it goes by and then it's over and then we move on to something else. Give yourself time to honor what you were feeling in those moments. Allow it to hold its space and time. And so after reflecting on feelings, so question one is noting down what was happening. Number two is noting down what you were feeling. And number three goes a little bit deeper by looking at how these events shaped how we view ourselves. Like I was saying earlier, we are a culmination of our past experiences. So how did those events that happened in the past, shape how we view ourselves and relate with ourselves in the present? And is it something that you want to hold on to? Is it something you want to recommit to? Is it something that's bringing you joy? Or is it simply just a mark from the past? Is it simply something that happened that has no business being in your present moment? Has no business impacting how you see yourself today? It's over. It's done. Right? And so depending on how you see yourself, you're going to have very different answers. And you get to decide for yourself. Because this cycle, this period with Jupiter moving back into Saturn, it's our opportunity to either recommit to those narratives, recommit to that way of perceiving ourselves in the world, or allowing ourselves to deconstruct that. Write 
a new narrative, rewrite what happened, especially in in regards to how we perceive it. Remember Jupiter, it's our philosophies in life. So perhaps this is an opportunity to undo some of that energy from the past and rewrite who we are and how we show up in the world, if that's what's necessary. And after this question, which I I recommend spending a lot of time with, I recommend spending a lot of time with this because, again, if you're doing a few different events, there are going to be some that you feel really good about and that have created this really positive perception of yourself and how you view the world. And some of the others may have really harmed the way you view the world. If you had a breakup, if you were betrayed, if you got fired from a job, if if you were disconnected from a loved one, it can shade the way that you see the world and perceive the world. And I think it's important to look at because this is how healing happens. Healing begins when we start naming these wounds within ourselves. If we don't know that we're there, if, as I was saying earlier, if time just kind of moves forward and we lose track of when we were hurt and we lose track of when we were wounded, we're losing track of when we gain certain perceptions. And so when we kind of look back in time and we take this time to reflect, we can pinpoint, oh my God, this was when I was hurt. This was when I started viewing the world this way. This is when I developed the narrative that no people were safe. This is when I developed the narrative that I'm worthless. Right? So we want to look at those things because if they exist, it's really important that we start doing the loving work of removing them from our paradigm, breaking them down so that we can see the world from a fresh, clean, and honestly a true perspective. In this period of retrograde, it's offering us time to go back and heal things that haven't been fully healed or reconcile things that were reconciled in these time periods. So after you spend time in contemplation for all of us, thinking about what do we want to materially manifest? What have we been really trying to push through and having difficulty with? Because this energy can really help us push through a lot. So it is a very, very powerful time of manifestation. If you've been wanting to finish a book, if you've been wanting to deepen a connection, if you've been wanting to start a new course, if there is something that you've been wanting to start creating, it's just a really, really powerful time. So just spend some time writing down what your desires are and what it is that you're wanting to materially manifest and so that is my retrograde contemplation exercise I'm going to go ahead and talk about the 12 signs and then I'll tell you guys my personal story and then we'll hop off so for Aries if you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant keeping in mind I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer which is different than Western tropical. So if you want to calculate your birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart to see what your signs are in Vedic astrology. This will not work for your tropical chart. If you are an Aries rising or an Aries ascendant, there is so much energy for you around work and your ambitions around work what you're trying to create in regards to work and there may be something come up from the past for you to heal it right 
there may be something that comes up around work for you to revisit and for you to revise but I certainly see Aries being wrapped up in work in this time period starting new projects maybe even having some workaholic tendencies being very perfectionistic so this is certainly something to watch out for if you are a Taurus moon or a Taurus ascendant this is in regards to your dharma this is in regards to your path, to your purpose. It could be your higher values, your higher philosophy. It could also be in regards to a teacher or to your father. So a lot of energy going on. There's going to be an opportunity for some of that reflection and healing. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, this is occurring in your eighth house. So there's a lot of energy around transformation and change and letting things go. Maybe there is something happening in this time period where you were working to let it go or there was a loss. This is an opportunity for you to fully release this thing, fully release things from the past so that you can start anew, so that you can see things and live your life from this fresh perspective. If you are a Cancer Moon or a Cancer Ascendant, this is going to be in regards to relationship. So time to review the relationships, maybe recommit to the relationships, see if there was anything that was bothering you at that period of time. Is it still bothering you? Is it still showing up? Maybe it's something that you can have a conversation with your uh, people or person about if you're in a relationship. If you're single, super powerful time to look at your relationships and the narratives that you have about yourself in regards to relationship. Um, are you seeing things optimistically? Are you kind of negative when it comes to relationships? Really trying to think about these things. Very important time. Very, very important time. There could also be some something around deepening commitment around this time as well. If you are a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, this could be in regards to your health. So definitely um, if you're wanting to start a new workout regimen or if you're wanting to start a new type of like, uh, I don't necessarily want to say diet, but kind of changing your lifestyle to really suit you and to help you feel the healthiest that you can be. Now is going to be a very powerful time. Can also be in regards to your day-to-day -day work, to your clients, to your colleagues, also in regards to your pets. So there's going to be extra energy in regards to these things. If you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be in your fifth house. So this is all about creativity and this is material manifestation. So what do you want to create? What do you want to do? What do you want to publish? Of course, this is also the fifth house of conception. So if you're not trying to have children, definitely be really careful. And when you're reviewing, when you're reviewing those time periods, notice what happened around children, creativity, publication, fun, romance, um, could also be gambling or speculative business. If you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant, this is occurring in your fourth house. The fourth house is your inner world. It's your heart space. It is your mother, you know? So notice what events were occurring around your home, around fixed assets like a vehicle or land in regards to, um, again, your heart space, how you're feeling, your mother. Is there anything left to learn? Is there anything left to heal? Is there something of interest that needs to have your awareness at this time? If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, this conjunction is happening in your third house, which is another one of these houses of publication, of media, of it does have a lot to do with creativity. It can also be your siblings, your neighbors, your hobbies, your learning endeavors. So taking a moment, 
Is there anything of interest that needs to have more effort, that needs to have more of your attention? It could also involve healing. Could be how it made you feel, how it made you view yourself. Um, Again, in regards to any of these third house matters, communications. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, this conjunction is taking place in your second house. The second house is the house of finances. It is the house of your language, how you speak to yourself, um, how you speak to other people. And again, it mostly has to do with how we view money and how we spend money. So what was happening in that time period? Did it involve your money? How you perceive money? How you view your relationship with money? Does there need to be does there need to be something else to learn? Does there need to be something to heal or even just kind of review and take note of? And how you speak, how you speak to other people, how you speak to yourself. Speech is so incredibly powerful. The vibration of speech is so incredibly powerful. And ancient yogis knew this, right? With mantra, that vibration of sound. What we choose to say has so much power. So really being aware of that. And also it could be in regards to your diet and dietary choices. If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, this is so powerful. This is in regards to yourself. So really noticing those perceptions, right? How you view yourself, the narratives you have about yourself. Now is the time to have these really big breakthroughs in regards to your personal goals. Um, And it could even be in regards to your perception of yourself, gaining more self-love and self-confidence. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius ascendant, this is taking place in the 12th house. This is the house of losses. You know, this is also the house of the subconscious mind. It's the house of meditation and moksha and spirituality. Maybe how did your perception around spirituality change? How did perceptions around loss change? You know, there may have been a big loss. There may have been a big shift. Noticing how it changed your view of yourself, how it created different stories in your mind. And the 12th house is the house literally of the past. So if you're in therapy or in coaching or in um, any type of self-help group, this is such a powerful time to really get into how the past has shaped you and trying to really work to let go of anything that isn't serving you and maybe acting as a barrier of your growth. And the final thing I'll say for Aquarius is that it's also unexpected expenditures. So try to be really mindful of money. And also, if there were any unexpected expenditures in that time period, reflecting on um, on the byproduct of that. If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, this conjunction is occurring in your 11th house. These are your, this is the house of your hopes and your wishes, your long-term goals, your friendships, your community, your network circles. If there was a loss of a friend, if there were issues with community, is there anything else that needs to be healed? Are there any lessons that need to be learned? And if it's something in regards to your hopes and your wishes, what do you want to manifest? What do you want to create? It could even be setting intentions around your uh, friendships and your network circles. And just looking at what's the story there? What's the story around your goals what's the story around your friends do you genuinely believe that you deserve good friends do you genuinely believe that you deserve good networks do you believe that you're capable of reaching your hopes and your wishes
These are like some really important questions to be looking at because it's such a powerful time. <laughs> I just want everyone to take advantage of it because I really do think so much amazing work can get done. And in order to do work and to produce work and to grow something, we usually have to release certain things from the present. And it could literally be an item, but most of the time it's a perception and it's a way of thinking and it's a way of viewing the world. So I hope that everyone can take advantage of this. And so now I'll share what I am going to be not necessarily focusing on, but just what was happening in my life. Because for me, this was such a huge period. And I think that for a lot of people it was. And so first of all, I am a Cancer Ascendant. I usually share that with people, but in case you did not know, I am a Cancer rising in the Vedic sidereal system. And so that means that that conjunction was in my seventh house. <laughs> it was in my house of relationships, which was directly aspecting my ascendant, which is who I am, my sense of self. And so the biggest takeaway that I learned in this transit, I mean, really during all of 2020, but especially when Jupiter and Saturn were conjoined, was how to choose myself in all circumstances. How to choose myself when it comes to my career, how to choose myself when it comes to my intimate relationships, how to choose myself when it comes to my friendships. And this doesn't mean being selfish, and this doesn't mean never doing something I don't want to do. But what it means is being honest with myself about how I feel with the world around me. Because, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate with this, but I was raised in an environment where I was not allowed to have feelings. I wasn't allowed to have an opinion. These types of things were constantly invalidated and I, I lost sight of those things within myself. And so it took a lot of healing and it was a long journey for me to learn how to, first of all, feel my feelings <laughs> and to know what I was feeling. And sometimes I even struggle with that. Sometimes I'll struggle with knowing exactly what I'm feeling, but it's something that I work on. Um, but again, this healing journey was learning how to feel my feelings and then trusting myself to make decisions around them. So what do I mean by that? It means if a friend is not making is making me uncomfortable if it's someone who's supposed to be my friend but they're not showing up for me the way that I really need them to or they're really honestly treating me poorly is that I can see what's happening and I can trust that what I'm seeing is true and I can make the decision to create more boundaries around that so that I'm keeping myself preserved so that I'm being respectful to myself and you know, I think that that is a huge skill because a lot of the times when we're raised in environments, like I was sharing earlier, what we do is we people please. We think that any friendship at all is we don't even deserve it, you know, so we'll fight for any friendship even if they're not treating us well. We'll fight for any relationship even if they're not treating us well. And so a part of my healing journey in general has been to see my worth and to set boundaries and not be afraid of the consequences of that and to really staying true to myself in that and not fearing the withdrawal of affection not fearing abandonment and really staying secure in myself and potential solitude and so that's been an amazing journey and something that I got to implement so much in 2020 
And it was awesome, you guys. I mean, <laughs> like some of my biggest fears that I used to have are completely gone because of a lot of the work that I did in 2020. It was that, again, it was that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in the seventh, which was like my relationships, my serious connections, but it was also in regards to myself because it was directly aspecting my ascendant. And so that was probably the biggest thing was just really being able to cultivate that that inner fortitude and that inner strength and and not just cultivating it but like using it and like applying it and seeing how cool it is to stand in power um and that power is simply being not moving towards things that make you feel bad not trying to grasp for things not being afraid of losing things not having anxiety every single time something goes my way because I'm afraid of losing it. It's kind of just being with the present moment and allowing things to come and go and and understanding that I'll be able to handle whatever happens and I'm going to be able to operate from a space of intelligence. But it's, again, it's like years of time. It's just really beginning, or in 2020, it was just like really beginning to to set in. And, and even now, like a year later, I'm feeling just even stronger in that. And it's so beautiful and so liberating and something that I hope that everyone has the opportunity to feel. But let's go ahead and talk about what was happening. So March 29th 2020 till June 29th 2020 I was trying to finish grad school so I ended up graduating in August of 2020 graduated from the University of Texas at Austin with a master's in social work with a clinical focus loved it I also did my undergrad at UT and so I just spent so much time on the campus so much time with the professors had an amazing experience and I was doing my final field placement in March and I had been placed at a facility that um, was for young women who had been abused and neglected. And it was the first time that I'd ever worked with kids. And so it was a huge growing edge for me. <laughs> I was learning a lot. It was unlike any other environment I'd ever worked in. Um, and I was really enjoying it. It was really, really great. But then COVID hit and the University of Texas canceled all of our insurance. So what that means is none of us could go to our field placement anymore. All of us had to go online. And so I ended up finishing up my field placement online um, again, and, and that went until August, I believe. And so what happened was I was spending hours a week at school, going to campus, going to classes, and then going to my internship, and then coming home and working on astrology now and working with astrology clients and tarot clients. And then COVID happened. Suddenly... So much of my grad school time was taken out, like the drive time, the conversation time, the different assignments, like it, it truly, the responsibility was like 25% of the responsibility. It was really interesting. But what that allowed me to do was spend so much more time with astrology now. And so I got to be way more creative, spend way more time, see so many more personal clients for astrology and tarot. Everything with my business are doing great. <laughs> and so I had this area of my life that kind of fell apart. I mean, I still I graduated. That's phenomenal. But um, I didn't get to finish the in person field placement. I didn't really get a proper goodbye to my colleagues. Like there was a there was, it was abrupt. It was kind of odd. I also didn't get a graduation after years and years of school. So, you know, there were a few things that it just felt kind of like this weird abrupt end 
and yet continuation. <laughs> and then um, on the other hand, I had this amazing area of life where it was so abundant. And it's interesting because in my chart too, you could see the career having a breakthrough. And so I really do feel like I, I experienced that during this period. And so that's how it happened in regards to school. That's what was impacting me in regards to um, like my career. But then in regards to relationship, because this is the area of life that was impacting me, right? This is the seventh house of my relationship. And uh, I usually don't share stuff like this on my podcast, but I'm going to. I'm going to do something new today. Um, so at the beginning, or maybe it was in 2019, I can't quite remember, but one of my very favorite astrologers is like, Christine, you're going to have a really bad breakup, but then you're going to meet someone who you probably will marry. And I was like, I was in a relationship at the time. And I was like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the relationship will end and then we'll get back together. Or maybe it will kind of like turn into a new relationship. Like maybe it will go through some type of big transformation. And this is kind of the thing that happens is that when we're looking at our own chart, we can be quite biased and we can be quite... Like we'll try to, to butter things up or we'll try to see things through a different perspective because that's just what happens when we're looking at our own chart. It's always better to have somebody else. And I still remember like trying to kind of like tell myself these things, but then also really knowing deep in my heart that what he was saying was completely correct, you know. And so that ended up happening. I had a big breakup in 2020, but this was part of that growing this was part of that circumstance that I was telling you guys about where this was like the final boss of choosing myself and doing what I knew to be right in many, many, many different ways. Um, and I mean, this could be another story for another time because that was just really intense. But I, this idea of moving towards alignment, right? Because when we're in a space that isn't in alignment for us, things get clogged and water builds up. Things are not flowing. The water gets dirty. It's murky. You can't use it anymore. You can't drink it. Don't want to put it on your face. It's like this nasty, dirty buildup of water, right? And so when we are moving towards things in our life that are not in alignment for us, that's what happens. Things build up in our life. We lose sight. We get even more steeped in confusion. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been maybe like at a job that's just horrible and you know it's not right for you? And because of the stress and the confusion around the job, you then have a difficult time making right choices in the relationship or where you want to live or what side venture you want to do. It kind of keeps things from flowing. But then when you change your job and you find this job that maybe it pays less, but it feels more in alignment, it's like somebody takes the, takes the clog out of the drain and things start moving and things start flowing and everything in life starts moving and flowing. And that was so much my experience. And, and you're probably wondering, well, like, how do we know when things are in alignment? And I'll tell you. This is from my experience, so it may be different for you, but from my experience, when we know that things are in alignment for us, there is no confusion, there is no doubt, there is no fear, and when we think about the thing in question, our nervous system relaxes. 
when we think about the job, when we think about the relationship, when we think about the pet, when we think about the creative project, there's this internal voice that's like, yes, that's the thing. <laughs> Everything kind of relaxes. There's no confusion. It's a yes, 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 yes. That's the thing. No doubt, no questions. But when we think about something and we get kind of nervous and our heart kind of starts pumping and maybe we even don't want to think about it anymore. We're like, oh, never mind. I don't want, I'll think about it some other time. There's like this fear and this resistance and seeing the truth around it. And again, maybe it actually brings you fear. It actually brings you anxiety. It actually brings up so many questions within yourself that you start doubting yourself. You start doubting your ability to make the right choice in your life. That's when we know that things are out of alignment. We need to start getting to this place that we trust ourselves to make the right decision. And, and I think that's really, really important. Um, and what else is important is that when we do what's in alignment for us, and when we do what's right for us, it's in alignment and right for everybody. So it's so important for each of us to do that work. And again, looking at the transit. So between March and June, my career totally shifted, went to working online, went to working at home, started really building my online business. And then, which it was already existing, but just spending more time on it. And then during 2020, all of that other stuff happened. I was working on removing things from my life that were no longer serving me, that were no longer in alignment. Very, very difficult. So much crazy stuff. And again, maybe I can share it at some other time if you guys express interest in, in hearing about it. But by the end of 2020, when Jupiter went back into Capricorn, when I had Saturn and Jupiter in my seventh house between November 20th, 2020 and April 6th, 2021, this was actually when I met my current partner <laughs> unexpectedly. I mean, the astrology would say that I would be meeting someone, but I wasn't expecting to meet anyone until maybe like April, honestly. I was like, maybe I'll meet someone like at the very beginning of April. But then anyway, I unexpectedly met him. And this is someone who I think I'm going to have in my life for a really long time. And so I thought about that astrologer and I just kind of laughed. And I, I thought about astrology in general and laughed because um, just how interesting it all works. And so that's really what I have on my schedule. And this is what I have on my mind. My relationships with teachers has also um, been interesting because... Well, there are a few things happening in my chart right now, but I've just been really cultivating these deep relationship with teachers and kind of having a change in teachers, moving kind of from teachers I used to work with and working with newer teachers. And I have relationships with all of them still, but just kind of um, changing that and going through a new cycle. That's been really, really interesting. But again, I mean, it's it's impossible to ignore that the biggest transit was happening in my seventh house of relationships. And that was honestly the most prominent part to me. It was relationships, but then also how I view relationships and how I feel in relationships. And so I am really curious. I actually just got inspired. If you want to email me your Saturn Jupiter conjunction story, let me know what was happening for you in those months. And what I'll do is I'll try to share them onto my story so that we can have a conversation about them because this is how we also learn astrology. So let me know your rising sign. Let me know your moon sign. Let me know what was happening for you, how these aspects were affecting you because it's just so powerful and it's so uncanny. And the final thing that I'll say is remember that the dasha that you're going through has so much to do with it. I happened to be going through a dasha that allowed for relationships. So if you're a cancer rising, if you're a cancer moon, you're like, I'm not in a relationship. 
well, maybe you will be <laughs> between September 14th and November 20th. It would probably be an auspicious time to date. But you also, of course, want to have a relatively supportive dasha as well. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was interesting. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to my website and book yourself at innerknowing.yoga. Click on offerings and then readings. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. And I'd love to see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.